Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Hello. Welcome to Shh. I'm watching them. Oh, sorry. I'm watching a movie. movie. (laughs) (laughs) We do it together. It's the first time. We'll never do it properly. No. I used to like listen to My Favorite Murder and be like, get it together, girls, when they're like trying to do the intro. But I understand now. Yeah, it's It's not. It's very awkward. It's very hard to do. Also, like the idea that you would put effort into learning how to do that is. Well, we could, you know. Yeah. Also, because I feel like our title is so not a title. It's so like, unwieldy. My favorite murder. Yeah. Murder. Oh, my God. My favorite murder. That's three words. Yeah. Shh, I'm watching a movie. The shh could last forever. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, today is a Kalenko pick. Yeah. I chose a pick with a problematic guy, but I like this movie a lot. And my dad showed it to me when I was a kid. And I really, it really blew my little kid mind. And then watching it as an adult, I'm still, it's one of the, I don't know if you'll like it. Okay. It's an action movie, mm-hmm. but it it works so well. And there's a reason that people give a shit about George Miller the way they do. It's it's kind of like. So it's you almost, didn't say the movie yet. Oh, it's Mad Max 2. Mad Max 2, not the, not the Tom Hardy one. Not the Tom Hardy one. So this is the uh, problematic, man. problematic man one. Now, the <laughs> only reason why Alex gets a free pass with watching this movie is because I do believe the movie is bigger than Mel Gibson, yes. right? Yes. I still don't love it. <laughs> no. Still don't love it. Mel Gibson is such a bad man that he got called out years before me, too. Yeah. That's how bad he is. Yeah. But then, you know, he got nominated for an Academy Award again last year. I would say, uh, yeah, I, I have no no sympathies for Mel Gibson. I don't even think he's a good actor. And in fact, the fact he's a bad actor kind of helps this movie. Is he bad? He's, I, he's just nothing. Like he's, he's kind of like, like this is closer to like a cartoon than a movie, honestly. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen a Mel Gibson movie. I think I've seen, oh, you know what I saw? That movie with him and Julia Roberts, Conspiracy Theory. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've seen What Women Want. <laughs> Which, to be honest, is a Nancy Myers film. Yeah, yeah. He's very good in it. And okay. it's ironic because he has absolutely no idea what women want <laughs> yeah. because he is a sexist piece of asshole shit. Anyways, we should start the movie because we have to Yeah, we, we got things it. to do. Yeah. Uh, so, the, so uh, yeah, here we go. Um, so, uh, my this this movie is more of a cartoon than a movie, honestly. Now, this is the second one. Do I need to know something about the first? Not really. And is this a Godfather situation where the second one's better than the first? Yes. So, so the first one's really interesting. In so it's made in Australia. George Miller's an Australian. The first one's really interesting because it was uh, a like Australian indie film that was made for like no money. 
like there's a part where he, in the first one where they crash a car and it's like the director's car <laughs> that he just had and he's like well I, I we can't afford a car so crash my car mm. and like it's so low budget and the whole setup of the first one Toady. uh the whole setup of the first one is like we're starting to go into this post-apocalypse Sorry, world. these names are oh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Feral Kid, yeah, Toadie, yeah. continue. So, you're so go- we're fir- going fir- into post-apocalypse So the first world. one is like, oh, there's less gas and the world goes insane. And it looks like our day and age, but it's like there's like bikers and stuff. And then this one is like jumps ahead a few years and they're in the desert and it's like full. Like, is it like the Tom Hardy one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I haven't seen that one. I've, okay, I've seen the beginning of that one, and then, to be honest, it didn't hold my attention on the television. I'm sure if I saw it in the theaters, I yeah. would have liked it. But on TV, I was kind of like, I don't want to watch these people breastfeed. Uh, yeah, so this is... Uh, uh, was Mel Gibson a star? Yeah, yeah, he's the he's, he's the main guy. But no, no, was he a star when this oh, movie existed? Uh, kind of not really. Like this, I'd say this is like one of the things that made him a star. So in America, this was called The Road Warrior because Mad Max 1 wasn't really released. Oh, so this is Mad Max The Road Warrior. Yeah, yeah. I should put on subtitles. Now, is this the one with Tina Fey? Tina Fey. Oh, my God. Tina no. Turner's song? That's uh, that's Mad Max 3 Thunderdome. That one sucks, though, right? Uh, yes, but it's funny. Huh. Uh, it, I, think that, I think that one he's trying to aim at kids. And you can see that George Miller actually wanted to do that because... The only other movies he de- he's done other than Mad Max is um, Happy Feet. Now, Mad Max, the original, that's very funny. Yeah. What a random, lovely man. Now, the, the Mad Max uh, Fury Road, I believe that yeah. one is, <laughs> really fucked me over uh, the Oscars that year. It won so many Oscars, totally unexpectedly. It won like yeah. all the technical stuff. And I lost that year for the first time in like eight years. It's a... True technical marvel in that they made an old style movie with like very little CGI for the budget of a movie that expects a lot of CGI. Oh, okay. So what it's doing right now is it's being like in the end of the first movie, it was pretty looked a lot like our world, and he wanted to make a desert movie. I mean, I imagine in Australia there's a lot of desert. Yeah, the whole center of it is, and so he. is so they're kind of like explaining how we came to this nightmare scenario of like the fall of civilization. See, like, so this movie was a hit. All the Mad Maxes are hits. Uh, the no, just I think just this one in Fury Road. I would say number three wasn't really a hit. There's a Thunderdome one. The first half of Thunderdome is really good, and I think a lot of people reference it. And the second half makes no sense. It's a lot of like him, like Mel Gibson leading a bunch of kids is around. That Mel Gibson. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who's young? He's really oh no. <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh uh so what I would say oh, what no. one of the things that helped this movie is like it's the first like sorry, the, the most mainstream movie Mel Gibson was in in like eighty one. He was in that movie that was really famous like in the heat of the night not the heat of the night what was it in Vietnam I think it was about the Vietnam War that I think that was his breakthrough movie hold on I gotta tell you I, I all I know is that when I was gonna go see Fury Road I was gonna see it with my ex girlfriend when we're in uh, Windsor where she grew up and her mom, we're like, Oh, we're going to go see Fury road. Like just something to do. And her mom was like, Oh, is Mel Gibson in it? And they were like, no, like he's like, well, I went and saw Mad Max too. Cause Mel Gibson is, uh, <laughs> listen, uh, I'm just looking at his IMDb right now. Uh, we've all been charmed by him at one point at what, whether it be on the episode of the Simpsons. Oh yeah. That he is in. He's got a dog. 
So this is kind of so all all that preamble. Uh, to, to be honest, I missed it the first time I watched this movie. Uh, was that necessary? Because it no, bored the shit out of me. It's kind of pointless. I'd say anytime anyone's talking, the in year Mad of Max, living dangerously. That oh, is yeah, the yeah. movie that made him. Um, yeah, I remember that on the map. Anytime there's talking in this movie, it's pretty boring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so it's a cartoon. Yeah, I, I, it truly is closer to a cartoon, and like it, that is the strength of George Miller. It's like he is a visual. Like he's a true visual director. Is the other Mad Max like that too? Like the the yes. Tom Hardy one? Yeah, I think I think the Tom Hardy one even more so. He know he's older and knows his strengths and knows what he's good at. The other Mad Max, I know this for a fact. You know, we should probably watch that one, but whatever. I like this one. Uh, like the Tom Hardy one? Yeah, the Tom Hardy one. We should have for sure watch that one. This one, I'm already upset that it's Matt, Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah, I'll know. never stop saying that I'm mad about I this. have a weird, like, like s- extreme soft spot for this movie because my dad showed it to me way too young. And it's, I just felt cool. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> like, I'm sure it's a good movie. But this guy, it wasn't even the racist rant, which was still pretty brutal. Yeah, I know. It's, it, it was the afterfall of that where we had fucking voicemails of him being so verbally abusive to his wife. Oh, yeah, he's a monster. Yeah, he's a psychopath, but Jodie Foster really likes him. Mm-hmm. I wonder why. Maybe she like me. I don't know. But he he inflicted the Passion of the Christ on us. You know I what I'm know. saying? Like you this, had to see it because you were Italian. The Passion of the Christ. Yeah. Oh, I did not watch it. I'm um, very scared of religious things. Do you no. not know this about me? No. Religious. Never got into this. Religious iconography is terrifying to me and I've watched maybe 10 minutes of the Passion of the Christ because my dad had it playing once when I was living at home and there's a part where he's walking to the cross like it's the stations of the cross Mm. and the devil is lightly following him along the way and the devil is a like ambiguous kind of looks like powder I would say and it scared me so much that I said, I don't ever want to watch it. I'm okay. I don't need to watch this movie. <laughs> I don't like the devil and I don't like Byzantine Jesus, any right. of those pictures. So is he, like, is everyone at a war with each other? Like, no one can get along? Kind of. It's like roving bands in the desert. The best resource is gasoline or gasoline, as they sometimes call it. And he was leaking gasoline there. And then the, right? so the, the truck's leaking gasoline, even though he's like, Facing off against these guys, which are kind of like these like warrior kings, um, that come back later. They're kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, the the I would say the strength like to me the strengths of this movie are it's really fun to watch because like a fun rhythmic movie, almost like a silent film actually. It feels similar to not at all though, but like they live. It's it's yes, of that same. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Okay. Yes, definitely. I'm gonna be okay about this movie then. Yeah, and then uh, the set design and like visual language of it I think is it gets a, I've before this this doesn't really exist there was no like post-apocalyptic look like this oh really he came up with this desert idea that's huge pretty much yeah whoa like it's a little bit of a, like everything's kind of pastiche at a level so you could definitely draw lines with stuff but the putting everything together in this way this is Mad Max there's nothing before this wow that's like a huge yeah yeah accomplishment yeah, and that that's why like that whole preamble thing is kind of him just explaining like here's how we got here because this hasn't existed before. Whoa. Um, oh, like the idea of like it's a post-apocalyptic and everyone's trying to kill each other is like that's new. Crazy. Like there's there's old novels like Omega Man or whatever, but the visual language of it doesn't exist. Whoa. But that's like, yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. 
I like his haircut. Like, I, I again, we've talked about him being a monster, but I stand by he's cute. Listen, I can't, <laughs> I daren't say it. <laughs> But, but he's incredibly sexy. Like, <laughs> it, it, in the face. I knew it. Like, he's so, so sexy. Like, my God. <laughs> but you know what? He's not that hot for me that I can... No, you can't look past it. But I like, can't look past it. But, like, you can admire the... the there's art. <laughs> look. <sighs> it's symmetrical. And also, all of this is, like, Australian He outback. is hot. Yeah. You know what? But he's not that hot. And he lost his hotness pretty quickly. I'm oh, going to yes. put it out there. Yes. He uh, aged in a way, like, in a Warren Beatty. Like, Have you seen young Warren Beatty? Yeah, yeah. We, you were, there's, one, there's one podcast where you're Googling pictures for me. Because it was unlike anything I've ever seen of a transformation. Yeah, yeah. The way their face aged. Also, O.J. Simpson's age like this, too, which makes me feel like, hmm. obviously, Warren Beatty is not as shitty as Mel Gibson or O.J. Simpson. But he was kind of shitty. He was a yeah. shitty womanizing dude. And I'm sure there he's done a lot of I mean, stuff. He murdered people. Warren Beatty didn't murder people. OJ Simpson. Oh, OJ Simpson. <laughs> so OJ Simpson had a beauty about him that I didn't know existed until I had seen the documentary. Oh. And they show him when he's like 25 or something, like when he first started doing like pro football. Yeah. yeah. Stunning. But then he lost it. But it's weird because he still looks the same. But he just doesn't have that beauty to him. And I don't mm. understand why that's a thing. You're talking about youth? Maybe it's like the, their youthful beauties? Um, so yeah, maybe. Part of the plot of this is that he's trying to get gasoline and parts to build a helicopter so he can get out of the desert. But where is he going to go? Anywhere else. Is the apocalypse not in other parts of the world? Uh, not necessarily. <gasps> what? In what world? I'll say it's been a number of years since I've watched this. Oh, man. Sorry. I just got an email about how much money I owe in taxes. Oh, boy. It's not bad. The actual taxes is as much as I pay the accountant, so it's like I will double. The, uh, I should hopefully be getting money back. Um, this is the first year that I pay taxes, which makes me feel kind of okay, because it's like, okay, I'm making enough money that I actually owe taxes. I know that sucks for everyone else, but yeah. I'm kind of proud. <laughs> I mean, like even beyond all this, like you're, I assume you're claiming a fucking lifetime of shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I saved maybe a billion dollars worth of receipts. Yeah. <laughs> like the HST that I should have paid mm. would be in the thousands of dollars, mm. but I don't have to. It's only a couple hundred. I uh, like how Mel Gibson talks. I'll just put it like that. Yeah. He, he maybe says like 10 words in this whole oh, movie. I liked his voice. How come he doesn't have a, an Australian accent anymore? Uh, I guess he kind of turns it off to like be That's American. That's weird to me. I mean, I guess it was also a different time. Yeah, yeah. Like he has a... Is there any other stars in this that you would say? Like? No, this is so independent. Like the fact they have... The fact that... Like George Miller talks about the fact he got funding for this movie is insane and like a big chunk of it's the Australian government but it's such a famous movie I mean everyone loves Mad Max now at the time it was like effectively like this is a sequel to an independent film that played like a thousand screens that only now like after Mad Max 2 came out did people actually more people watch Mad Max 1 I just can't believe that he made the aesthetic of this post-apocalypse I can't yeah. speak words apocalyptic word that's wonderful and if you look and if you look at it it's like 
it's slightly different than what I think a lot of people see that post aesthetic being because it's much more logical. It's much more like, uh, okay, we're in the desert, so everyone's kind of got leather, so they're all because they're all right, and it's, they're in the desert, and it's all ga- like car and gasoline based. Mm. So it's a lot of like riding gear that's kind of chopped up and like. But if we ran gear. out of gasoline, would we turn into a post-apocalyptic world? I don't know about now, but I don't think now. Back then, yes. We would have less stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah. Actually, let's do it. Let's run out of gas. Everyone walk everywhere. This is weird. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, again, it's a cartoon. So that guy came and he was going to try and kill him and now yeah. he's just kidnapped him. Yeah. But why does he have to bring him along? I can't remember. There's a reasoning. I only know Mad Max from that episode of The Simpsons that Mel Gibson was in. Oh, yeah, yeah. My God, that's a funny episode. It's very funny. Uh, but they do a whole thing about like everybody loves Mel Gibson. Like they they like really lean, into, lean into how much what a star he is, and it's just so ironic. Like everyone hates him. Man, Mel Gibson had so much money that he like he has a church on his property Oof. that he goes to. I mean, first things first. Ugh. <laughs> but also. Yeah, super. I mean, that's why he did the Passion of the Christ. But to be honest, have you seen Apocalypto? No. It's great. <laughs> He's a good filmmaker. Like, actually, and from what I saw of Passion of the Christ, it's good. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't see neither, neither move the needle on me. Apocalypto is about the Mayans, and it's beautiful. And it's like, it's cool that he films in these dead languages, mm-hmm. too. Like, it's fun to hear people talk Aramaic, and it's fun to hear them talk. I don't know what Mayan, I guess it's called Mayan, oh, right? Yeah. Um, it's cool. I want you to know that I accidentally did it again, where I put a movie on it and seen it in a while, and now just want to watch this movie. Oh, you want to talk about it? Yeah, I know. That's funny. If it makes uh, you feel any better, I don't really feel like watching this. Yeah, that's fair. You can go to town. So uh, there's like this is the the headquarters of the the bandits, like the biker gang, and he's spying on them and see if they have like an oil derrick and they're pumping their own oil and making their own gas. Oh, and he wants to steal from him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this reminds me of Red Dead to Redemption. Is this movie Red Dead Redemption? Everything rips this off. Like so, like any time like any time I feel like you're if you're watching something or playing something where it's in a desert, fucking they're ripping off Mad Max on some level. That's wild. I can't believe he's created such a thing. Yeah, it is like a true like mind virus almost of like, of like most post apocalyptic stuff has. I can draw a straight line from some element of it back to this movie. Wow, that's really nuts. And I still am not fully sure the plot of this movie. Which I'm fine with. <laughs> I mean, it's simple, right? It's yeah, yeah. I, there's like a gas town he's trying to help. Uh, so this movie was so popular that the movie Waterworld came into existence because of it. Oh, really? And if you watch Waterworld, Waterworld's clearly trying to do Mad Max, but instead of desert, it's water. I mean, what the fuck was that? Eh? Like everyone yeah. hated it so, Have you so seen it? much. No, it's no. real bad. I saw the part where he has like webbed feet. I remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why does he have webbed feet? A big thing is that he is like part mermaid or something. <laughs> That's so bad. He's got gills. That's so bad. And like he's kind of defending this like floating town in the middle of the ocean. This dog's pretty good though. Right? Oh, the dog's great. It was a, it was a is thing. He eating dog food. Yeah, he's eating dog food. It was food. a thing in like the seventies and eighties. Of the idea of like showing you eating gross food is like, 
They, I don't know why they always did that. It's also a thing in Montreal sketch comedy. <laughs> Not exaggerating. I know. <laughs> I've seen many a sketch troupe at MTL. Um... So, uh, but it's not so much the eating as like we're really hearing him chew. I know that makes me very angry. Ugh, that's awful. What's happening right now? I know this dog. Someone who works at the law office has his son has this dog, and once it came over, it's an Australian something. It's a very yeah. um, compact and strong animal. It does. It looks like a whatever like dog on screen. Yeah. yeah. But in real life, you feel it's like power. It's a scary dog, a little bit. So, I mean, how are they going to steal from that? That seems impossible to me. I just want, like, look at this shot. <laughs> For 1981, this is great. Is that great? It's very beautiful. It looks like Star Wars a little bit. Yeah, I think it does have a little bit of a Star Wars vibe to but it. But I guess the desert is the desert. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this was a nightmare to film. Sand and Oh, everything. my God. What? Speaking of the desert. What? Have you seen Sex in the City, the movie? Uh, One or two. One. No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> you sign your own death certificate. <laughs> it's long too, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> the second one I would never show you because that's terrible. But they go to Abu Dhabi in the second one. That's, that's what, what I was thinking. Me. I've watched parts of two. Second one is ridiculous. You might like the second one more than the first one because the first one's almost good, <laughs> and that's almost less interesting than just being like batshit crazy. I also don't know much about Sex in the City. Yeah. We're doing that next. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. It's on Netflix. I'm bored. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was excited to watch this movie and then realized I was just excited to watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but I should have just brought a different movie and just watched that's this on okay. my own. Do you ever feel bored when you watch my movies? Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I thought. Like, Keeping the Face was boring me. Oh, Keeping the Face was rough. I guess what else was boring... What's that movie called? It's complicated. Did you find that boring? Yes, but I, but complicated. We were having fun discussions. Hmm. I'm confused as to how much I owe. <laughs> I'm just doing your taxes yeah, on the I'm podcast. At, I think I have to ask her. Their invoices on page six. I'm gonna call them tomorrow. Don't worry about it, Alex Kalenko. Okay. I'll be fine. So one thing I like. But this movie is that everything's framed so that you can uh, so that the longer shots have stuff near the sides and the short stuff uh, short shots have stuff near the middle mm. so that you can always so it's like it lets you gain your traction a little now, easier. Oh, that's interesting. That's very smart. Yeah. Now, um, Mel Gibson's hair. Yeah. Is that blonde? In it, yep. yeah, that's not a that's not a shaved thing. I no. thought that was a shaved thing. Where is he getting peroxide from? Look, man, it's the eighties. Okay. That was just okay. everywhere. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> now, is Sting in this? Was Sting in one of the movies? Am I making that uh, up? I think he was in three. If he's in any of them, I have this image of Sting looking like this in my brain. I think you're thinking of the Dune movie. Oh, Dune. Okay, where he's in the tiny underwear shorts. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Sting is currently in Toronto, and I haven't met him yet, and it's just really Have upsetting. Have met him? Yeah, the Lusty Mannequins met him. Stupid. <laughs> they they met him because they were doing a photo shoot, and I think he was also doing a photo shoot in the same place. Oh, yeah? And then they all took a picture together. The last ship looks like the most boring thing in the world, but honestly, 
Would I maybe watch it to look at Sting? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I really like how look Sting looks. Terrible. You know what? It's not even that Sting is sexy, which for me, he is. Uh, he seems like a genuinely lovely human man. And I just think, as a meditator, <laughs> we would get along. But he loves his wife, Trudy Styler. How dare he? So, they're wearing assless chaps. Oh, a lot of it, there's a lot of, like, gay bondage imagery. Yeah, like, I'm liking the look of this, the production design, and oh, yeah. I like how all of the crazy, like, warriors look. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like that, like the, the two on the motorcycle, but they keep coming back and it's kind of like the blonde guy is kind of like his like weird twink who just like hangs out with him. Hangs out with him. Is George Miller gay? I think he's bi if he's anything. I think he's gay. I, he might be gay. I'm, yeah. I don't know enough about him. There's something about this that has a very decidedly like gay tone to it. And I don't know why. Cause it's not homoerotic. No, no. But I, I think a lot, I think the, the aesthetic is definitely out of. The gay club. I just think if it was, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Because I think if a straight dude was doing this, they would not look like this. No. This is. Did we just see gay sex happen? Uh, gay sex does happen. Oh baby, like it's, it's. I don't. I don't know if you see it on screen, now, but it's or if it's heavily implied. But women, it's like kind of like it's women, like a weird um, like hedonistic. So women all died in the apocalypse. No, no, that's a woman that was being raped. Oh man. Uh, it's the eighties, like yeah. the early eighties, like yes. And uh, I understand that the new one he um, has a lot of women in it. Yeah, the new one is like him helping. Uh, Charlie Theron. Char- no, Charlie Theron and him helping the like the trapped women who are brides of the religious guy escape. I kind of wish we were watching that one. That yeah, one also is scary, it. right? No. Oh, it's it's, it's kind of the same as like this. So I've seen the first ten minutes of it, and it seemed scary. Like the way people moved, they seemed like little demons. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they, so I think in <gasps> it's it's very similar. Yeah, this is where it starts getting fun. Yeah, okay. It's very similar to like I really like the newest one because it's really similar to this one, in that it's kind of like sets up an obvious goal. This is like trying to go to the city and steal the gasoline, finds those people living there who are trapped, is going to free those people from the the uh, marauders, yep. and the and this is a very obvious goal. Does it? with as few words as possible and just mostly shows you like the action building in a fun way okay. at, through like a aesthetically pleasing and interesting world. Okay. So in the, in that one to make the enemies look inhuman, they're like these like religious zealots who have like the spray painted faces and oh, stuff. Okay. Right? And then this See? one is like the, like, like the, 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 and does it live in the same time period that the newest one? Yeah. So Mel Gibson is not in that one, right? Yeah, Mel Gibson's not in that one. I, they just say like, uh, uh, Tom Hardy is Mel Gibson. Like, this is the same character. Oh, it's the same character. Yeah, yeah. So Mel Gibson couldn't exist in that universe unless they did like um. Yeah, time thing. Yeah, what's that movie that came out with Ryan Gosling and also Harrison Ford was in it? Twenty. What was that movie? Battle. Ryan Gosling. Oh, uh, um, Blade Runner. Blade Runner 2048 it was yeah, called, yeah, yeah, though, yeah. huh? Um, oh, also the thing I forgot was uh, George Miller is a big guy for Aboriginal rights in oh. Australia. So a lot of the crew was Aboriginal that oh, were paid nice. well. Uh, there's a lot of extras that are Aboriginal, but he tried to make it, because uh, for the aesthetic of the movie, he's like, oh, I wanted most of it to be, I, d- I didn't want to make like, I wanted to avoid the idea that's like a white guy coming to 
fight the aboriginal crazies in the desert. He's like, I purposely made sure that none of those people are aboriginal. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's smart. To fight smart. that narrative and then hired most of the crew. And like, this is all filmed in aboriginal land, but paid them paid the, them well and whatnot. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And same with um, um, uh, Three does that. I think Four, he did, he filmed it in a couple other places and I don't know if he had the ability to, but he definitely did something with the environment there. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice. But So I think he's done this and Happy Feet and that's it. Pretty much, yeah. How did he, does he just living off Mad Max times? Yeah, I think he, he's worked on something else too. Like, it took forever to get, so Mad Max 4, like Fury Road, was supposed to be filmed with Mel Gibson. Like that's how long ago he started work on that. Yeah, it was I like mean, nine, the, the original release is going to be like 93 or something. Mel Gibson sucks. I hate him. Well, was she breast pumping up breast milk? Yeah. So that, now he's seeing the like camp and he was using the. When people saw Mel Gibson, I'm just like putting myself in the mindset yeah. of what it must have been like in 1981. What is this, 84? Mm-hmm. It is 81. 81. Yeah, he's un- he's a type of hot that had yet to exist in Hollywood, I'd say. Even though he is a white man with blue eyes. So he, he also did Babe. He did Babe? Yeah, I think so. Hold on. That's the best movie of all time. Uh, He's so talented. I think I'm right. Hold on. I think I may be wrong. I just Googled him being like, am I right? Oh, come on. Give me his IMDb director. There we go. Oh, this is going to bug me. I'm sorry. If I got this wrong, I would feel like an idiot. If it is, babe, I'll, 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 I have nothing but deep respect. He also did The Witches of Eastwick. Oh, oh okay. This guy is... Yeah, he did Babe, yeah. Holy fuck. Have babe you seen babe, babe? Yeah, yeah. Babe, I rewatched it this year. It is so well done. Sorry, he wrote Babe and produced Babe, but he didn't direct it. Oh, he didn't direct and it. And then he directed Babe, Pig in the City, wrote it and produced it as well. Uh, babe, Pig in the City sucks. But Babe... Still, the script is beautiful in Babe too. Yeah, and but the director, like the colors. Oh, she did Lorenzo's oil. Oh my God. Yeah, this dude's uh, prolific. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> He's funny. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna put out there. I enjoy an Australian accent. I think everything they say is funny. Yeah. We. I was watching last night. I was at Roger's place working on something, and Chris uh, Wilson showed up and showed us this like. He he showed Roger was like oh you should see this this Australian sketch group, and their sketches are they're unique they're not I wouldn't say they're good sketches they're like absurd and silly mm-hmm. but they build in an interesting way mm-hmm. so we just got kind kind of got into the rhythm of it this is kind of high so whatever mm-hmm. but they're always Australian and they definitely got away with a there's a, there's one sketch they're showing is like would this be funny if they weren't Australian and I have no idea uh, I don't know the, the way they talk is funny. So, like when Marshall plays like a super New Zealandy character, oh, yeah. it's always very funny to me. Yeah. So, uh, what happened was he's kind of he brought that guy in after the Marauders had left, and he was like, "Please help, let me help this guy." And they're like, "How'd you get through there? How'd you get out in the desert?" And then he goes, he kind of explains like, "Oh, oh, you might be able to help us fight off the Marauders. We don't like them. Like we run our own this town." We were on this town and they showed up and started taking Who's our, the Murado, the guy the, that... The, like, assless chaps guys. The okay. guys that they fought. The, the scary beginning. guys. Yeah. And so the guys in white are, like, so the So these townsfolk. are, like, the good people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's, like, the townspeople and he's, like, freeing them from 
the Marauders, which is kind of an old styled thing. We don't need another. But look, look at all this design. It's cool. Sorry, you're saying about Mel Gibson <laughs> in, in the, in the first time to see him. Very hot. <laughs> like, you would have been taken aback because he's also kind of rugged in a way that men haven't been on camera yet. He's got a big old face. Oh, yeah. And it's nice to look at. He looks like, uh, you know what? I can't talk about him anymore. <laughs> he upsets me. This is going to be hard for me, you know, because most of the time I talk about the men. And then, yeah, now you can't. Yeah. It's really hard. And let's be honest, there's no women in this movie. Uh, yeah, you're correct. Yeah, there's a couple. I, would, I wouldn't put them even as characters. Yeah, of course. It's a very male movie. It's apparent. It has yet to capture my attention. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's fair. I feel bad because I feel like cool people like these movies, but I don't think I'm cool enough. I feel like it used to be, and I think the generations have kind of rolled on with it, and also Fury Road coming out really kind of push this movie out a like bit. Like Mina loves Mad Max. Mina does. I think, here's, here's what I say, people who love directors love this movie because it is amazingly done. Like it's a, a nearly perfectly oh, yeah. directed movie. I like directors, but I like actors more. We've gone through this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like you're liking the actual movie. I want a romance. No, mm. I just want human connection. And literally you can't. That guy's so scary. I'm scared by people. Yeah. So that's humongous. He's like kind of like the big bad guy. I feel like there's been a lot of jokes about these things. Yes. I'd say like this scene, I was going to say, is like kind of very famous and I see it parodied a lot. Yeah, right? I feel like you could do a sketch of this guy talking like oh, yeah. this and giving out orders. And just giving out stranger and stranger requests. Yeah. Whoa, what a way to knock someone out this with your head. This movie's so alive with life. Like, so, like there's so many like little things that add up makes sense yeah but also i love that an australian movie has a, a very seminal scene with a boomerang <gasps> <laughs> whoa it cut the it, whoa, it cut that guy's fingers right off what's i mean it's so alive with life so it cuts his fingers off and they're not like oh this little fuck they all laugh at him because he's like lower on the totem pole like really? there's like that's what i like about it is i think it's so well made but every part of it kind of hits at a hints at a bigger world too We'll be done by 620, right? Yes, yes. Okay, cool. Because my friend's going to pick me up. Sorry. Um, yeah, for sure. 620. Yeah. yeah. It should be done by like exactly 620. Okay. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like I don't like hierarchy. <laughs> I mean, you're not supposed to like them. They're kind of the bad guys with hierarchy. Well, they... Is this the woman? Hold on. No, she just looks like her. She's on Riverdale now. Oh, no, I... Doubt she looks the same as she did in 1981. Yeah, that woman's beautiful. She was on Gossip Girl, too. I'm happy that that woman has a job on a TV show now. Because I don't know what her name is, but she was in Californication. She was in Gilmore Girls. She's been in a lot of stuff. Mm. And I feel like she is a classic woman that um, Hollywood could chew you up and spit you up mm. kind of thing. And she's managed to uh, override it, I'd say. And she's funny on Riverdale. Mind you, I stopped watching that show. I think everyone did. Who's watching? No, the... people are on it. They're telling me that it's good again. And I was like, impossible. It was never good to begin with. Yeah. 
I th- I think Riverdale. I think the people still watching Riverdale kind of tip their hand of they like bad TV. But sometimes but they genuinely like bad TV. You know? Yeah, I know that people like watching it. No, but people like sincerely watch it. They or they watch it to like shit on it. And apparently, it really knows that it's bad and it's gone insane. Because sometimes they'll advertise like that they're doing a musical episode, and I'm that always makes me go like, huh. <laughs> but then I just remember watching it and being so bored by it. Yes. And yeah, boring is the worst sin you can commit in television. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, do we ever go into Humongous's backstory? Not really. See, I want to know why these people are the way they are. I think that's one of the strengths of this movie is that it's not. It doesn't. It kind of avoids backstory. Kind of avoids. But I kind of want to know why Humongous's looks like that. The wasteland chewed him up and spit him out. He did. He, he does kind of hint at a thing where it's like. Where the, the red-headed Mohawk guy is so mad and going to go fight them. He, like, grabs him and is like, we all lost someone we love along the way. Right. So it implies, like, Humongous lost somebody, but... That doesn't mean that why his head should be so veiny and large. Yeah. I think... And you... People might disagree with me on this one, but it feels very much like a... And this is... You're not going to have no rest point for this. It feels a lot like a French comic book. Oh, that's funny. Of uh, that French comic books will aren't really concerned with backstory, aren't really concerned with even characterization at a level. Mm. It's more like what's happening in front of you and how do you like A to B that? And how do you learn about people in front of you? Right. Okay. Which I feel... The only, the only French comic book I know is blue is the warmest color. <laughs> a little different than that. A little different? Not just like a sexy little tale of two women finding each other? Yeah. Did you watch Blue is the Warmest Color? Uh, yes. I watched half of it. It's not my cup. I did not think it was good. I thought the sex scenes were exploitative. They looked like children having sex <laughs> with each other. It was not, like, sexy in the way that... Yeah, you wanted to be. Yeah, I did not like that. How'd this little child survive? He's the one who threw the boomerang. No, I just mean, like, in the scheme of the whole situation. Oh, he would hide in the hole. Oh, in the scheme of the whole situation? He's a he's a rough and tumble child. Also, if you watch Waterworld, they do this exact same plot. Yeah, with the they, child. this kid looks like the kid from Waterworld. Yeah. Also, this hair is hilarious. Right. Like your hair would not just grow like that. It's very clearly teased and styled. Yeah. Damn it, Mel Gibson looks so good. I can't even. It's stupid and dumb that I feel this way. He has a manly quality to him that I'm very responding to, and I just am <laughs> trying to not. Yeah, you are. You, you you go to your phone, and I can tell you're just like flipping through the three apps that you look at yes. all the time, yes. just to not look at Mel Gibson. Listen, I'm, I'm just gonna put it out there again. <laughs> His square jaw is making me like sexually excited. Like there is something <laughs> in him that is an animal that my animal instinct. Oh yeah, yeah. Recognizes and. Oh, that actually makes me sad. Uh, that made me... Feral kid, yeah. So, like, the kid was compl- found complete joy by a little music box, and it means that children are children no matter what situation yeah, yeah. they're in. And that <laughs> makes me feel, like, teary-eyed. That's kind of the whole plot of the third one, is that there's this Thunderdome of a people, like, bet on, like, a gladi- gladiator sport for entertainment, and Mad Max found himself in it. And then to break out, he goes to, like, where all the children are being kept in the Thunderdome because like children fight and he uses all the children to break out and it's kind of like wait that's where Thunderdome comes from yes okay so I play this improv game called Thunderdome Thunderdome Thunderdome. that's That's Mad Max yeah 
That's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh no. Like, you can't. I, I feel like our gen, like our generation of people, was kind of like right after Mad Max is really popular, uh-huh. and you don't realize what effect it really had on like pop culture. Yeah, I mean, we're too young for this by yeah, years. Like, yeah. like the, the, that probably was created by an improv teacher in like the mid nineties. Oh yeah, Dome. yeah. You know who kind of looks like him? Uh, Chris Hemsworth a little bit. Yes, that is actually. Yeah, that's they have whatever that lineage of man they they from Australia. Yeah, they they borrow from the same pool. Dare I say though? Mel Gibson has a ruggedness to him that I enjoy more. <laughs> I know. I think this that is I think in other movies he doesn't, but just no. In this movie, movie he's and in, and in he's supposed to right like, that other movie that I was talking about that I can't remember again. No, it's got a stupid name. Oh my god, what's it called? So he's trying to carry bottles of gasoline back to his car in the dark. What was that movie? Oh, his dog's name is Dog. I forgot. I love that. I call the Sam's dog dog anyways. Year of Living Dangerously. Yeah. That's like his first. That's 1982. Oh, no. You know what? Ro- I think this is after. I, I I will say that I think Road Warrior was released in America a year after it was in Australia. So like 81 is like when you look it up, but it might have been 82. When oh, OK. So it's not it's not Vietnam. Oh, boy. It's not Vietnam. It's Indonesia. It's about the killing fields, basically. Yeah. Yeah, like, man, he, he he's like an undeniable beauty in this. Mm-hmm. And I wish I was that beautiful. I wonder, sometimes I wonder what it feels like to be like undeniably beautiful. I'll probably, I'd probably grow terrible opinions on Jewish people and women. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what, though? You would be a bit of an asshole. You would yeah. be Jude Law in... Um, in Oh yeah, in uh, uh, in, in Towns of Miss Ripley, Ripley is what you would be. And Jude Law, you know, he doesn't have a nice life these days. I don't think. I don't think so. I'm just gonna put it out there. He's impregnated several women. I mean, that's his condom misuse. Wow. Yeah. Um, <sighs> is it? How do we not get our fucking birth control together by the time we're in our thirties? I I mean. Yeah, get I, a condom I, on yeah. that D, you stupid fucking idiot. It's your job, and also IUDs are very available. No, no, no. I agree. But get a condom around your dick because it doesn't matter if an IUD is available. The women who got pregnant, one of them, I feel like a possibility of a of a trapster situation. It was a one night stand when he was filming in Montreal. Uh, dare I say? I'm going to sound like such an asshole. I'm saying that I think Mel Gibson is hot, and I'm accusing a woman of trapping a celebrity. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. But it, it sounds a little much to me to yeah, to yeah, get yeah. to keep that child. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know what? Pro choice. Live your life. Look at all this look. I also, I also feel like Love I've just never seen look. I've never seen an Australian desert before. It's amazing. And it's just it's not not only is it like desolate, like it looks like death, right? Yeah. It's different styles of death. Yeah, it like Abu Dhabi is like lush for a desert. It looks yeah. like like Lawrence of Arabia, all those yeah. places. That desert English patient desert. Even though you know that it's a desert, there's something truly luxurious about it mm. whereas this desert looks like it'll cut you when you walk on it yeah and i i also like, like i also like that it, 
I mean, maybe it's, it's definitely. Oh, I see. He wants a slave. <laughs> That's why he keeps him around. That's awful. And it's continuing. Yeah. Or he wants a friend. Uh, I, I love that he, like, George Miller picks all these different spots in the desert so everywhere looks different. This picture. Oh, boy. <laughs> She's just showing me pictures of a young. Uh, uh, Mel Gibson and Sigourney Weaver. All the pictures of Sigourney Weaver kissing people. Do we think Sigourney Weaver is beautiful? Yeah, I do. Okay. I feel like also like if you're if you're a male my age who enjoyed sci-fi and watched Aliens when you were just hitting puberty, you inexplicably not inexplicably you you have a you're like hell yeah Sigourney Weaver. Right. I I I never seen Alien. I'd watch that with you. It's a good one. Yeah. Alien Two I've seen, but I haven't seen all of it because I fell asleep because it was like on at midnight. But I it held now that held my interest, and also I love polarizer. <laughs> uh, Alien Two is really, I think, I think the better one. But Alien One is more like a horror movie, and Alien Two is more like an action movie. Oh, I like a horror movie over an action movie. But I hear Alien Two is where it's at. Alien Two is definitely the better one. Yeah. What's Alien One? Is that Ridley Scott or is that James Cameron? It's Ridley Scott. And then Alien Two is, is James, James Cameron. Cameron. Interesting that James Cameron would make the better one. Uh, same with Terminator. He did, he did Terminator 2, not Terminator 1, and Terminator 2, objectively the better movie. And then he, I think the next thing he did was Titanic. You know how I feel about Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> For what it is, it's very good. I'll show you Terminator 2. Sure, I've never seen that. I don't I don't love it. I have zero interest in stuff like that. It's not for me. I, that is stuff what, that what, needs to be... What do you think be... happens in Terminator? Okay. Can I tell you what I think? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a robot. Yep. But there's another robot, mm-hmm. and it's going to kill him, mm. but all robots are evil, but Arnold Schwarzenegger is a good robot, yeah, good and Edward Furlong is in it. Yes. And, um, and then he says, I'll be back, because... He goes away, <laughs> and the kids are like, no, don't go away. The bad robot's going to kill us. Because don't worry, I'll be back. And then he <laughs> kills the bad Terminator, and then it melts, and then it builds up again at the end. Almost. Really? So you're missing a very important part. Okay, what is it? Time travel. So <laughs> why is Arnold Schwarzenegger a fully fleshed robot, like an ex machina, if you will, and the other robot is just a robot? No. So... Uh, Terminator One mm-hmm. is there's this thing Skynet that's going to launch all the nukes and an AI will take over in the future. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy John Connor who's going to lead the rebellion and kill. And he's going to is that Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, he's going to stop the he's going to stop the robots in the future. Ooh. Okay, so they the in the future the robots send back Arnold Schwarzenegger the Terminator to go back in time and kill Sarah Connor, John Connor's mother while well, she's pregnant that's to stop the revolution about? and then that's terminator one who's sarah connor sarah linda connor hamilton? is um what's her name she's a linda hamilton yes linda hamilton and then so he fails they stop terminator the new rebellion starts coming back as well to help her to, to kill this woman to, to, no the, the, the rebellion to come back to help her oh to not kill her. the humans rather from the oh, future come back okay. and uh they reprogram, <gasps> yeah, they reprogram uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger to be a good robot to protect Arnold Schwarzenegger. So then even farther in the future, for Terminator 2, they send back 
the new Terminator, like a better Terminator, to kill John Connor. Now he's a teen. So confusing. And term, and Arnold Schwarzenegger is the robot protector. So Edward Furlong is John Connor. Yes. And he's against the robots in the future. Yes. And the robot, the better robot, is like liquid metal and will like melt through bars and stuff. Yes, and that's the Terminator. That's 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 the other Terminator. So Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, they're Terminator. all called Terminators. Yeah. Uh huh. And then at the end of Terminator Two, they're destroying all the stuff that would make Skynet, so there would be no Skynet. And the last piece is in Arnold Schwarzenegger's head, and that the fact he went back in time was what helped Skynet exist. Interesting. And he melts himself in liquid metal. Very confusing. That is confusing. That's more deep than I thought it was going to be. Here's a question. Yeah. I wonder what has to occur in your um, life in order to find action interesting. Like, do you have to see it at a young age? I think um, this is definitely not the most ideal way to watch Mad Max 2. Sure. uh, uh, I think it's, to me, what I enjoy about action movies and certain action movies, I don't enjoy them all. I'm not like a huge, huge action guy, is that... Um, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. Is that it is because you found it on the dead body? You found the blood um, of the dead body. Uh, is that it is kind of like Looney Tunes? Yeah, like when you watch this stuff, it gets you all excited. Like, whoa, cool! It's it's like the, I'm glad that the women in this movie are always having sex or being raped. Thank God. Anyways, yeah, continue. Be weird if it God forbid. God forbid we haven't seen women's breasts enough. Anyways, go um, on. I, I think it's like the cause and effect of Looney Tunes is what I like. Like when I, when I like a good like. Jackie Chan movie, it's like watching this like Rue Goldberg machine kind of set up and fall apart with punches. Okay, yeah, and to me that's very boring. So I wonder what Ian took as a child because mm-hmm. I watched Looney Tunes as a kid and I watched Animaniacs. Mm-hmm. Um, like even when I was a kid, like the action cartoons that were out there, did, mm-hmm. I did not respond to. I just wonder what that is. I think it's like when I would babysit <laughs> using the snake as a weapon is funny. Mm-hmm. Um. Some kids loved cars. That's not yeah, something yeah. that was taught. Yeah, 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 they loved cars, and some of the boy kids liked animals. And there yeah. was like a distinct difference between the boys who liked animals and the and the boys who liked cars. And then girls tended to like animals or dolls. And animals are the great or dinosaurs. Mm. Dinosaurs and animals are the great like unifier between like more feminine likes and more mm. masculine likes. But that is like. From what I could, from what I saw, and from how these kids were being raised, this was not a top behavior. This is innate. Like yeah, some yeah. babies like cars, some babies don't. That's true. Like my best friend growing up, Chris, uh, he was a big car guy, and I did couldn't care less. I yeah. did like dinosaurs. You like dinosaurs? That's right. And that may, and your personality lends itself to being less of an action person. Like you're more artistically inclined. Mm. It's. What's funny is that I probably watch more action and horror movies than Chris, who was a car guy. As you know, he watches a Well, you like cinema. Yeah. You like cinema and you're, that's, I don't know, oh. that I feel like that feeds into. I forgot into... about this. There's a beautiful cut where he slams his head against somebody. Mm-hmm. And when it, right when it connects, they do like one frame of white. That's kind of cool. It's like, boom. Like yeah, he, he likes to not show real violence, but I feel like that's a real low budget way. That's kind of smart. It's both a low budget and a, like it's better to do that. Like it's better to show the he, the the arrow fire and then show it in his leg. Yeah, because really, then you fill in the impact. The editing is good. Oh yeah, it's it's like a like that's what I mean. Like the strength of this movie is how it's made. Also, you've noticed that I don't think anyone said a line at this point like five to ten minutes. 
Well, they said the gate, my dogs. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not. You could watch this on mute if you wanted. Yeah, yeah this would be in the background of a hipster uh, bar for oh, sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Fine, he has a nice butt. What am I supposed to say <laughs> with a shot like that? What am I supposed to do? Not think about that? So where's Humongous though? Right, right there. He doesn't look that humongous. So, so they they saw them taking the supplies because he, he they gave they gave Mel Gibson gas so he could go get his supplies and bring it back into the town. Yeah. So they could defend them from the marauders and they would give him so much gasoline, right? Man, boomerangs figure heavily in this film. Australian as hell. I'm sure it's probably like how they got a grant. <laughs> it's like we have a boomerang. We're Australian. It like have you ever used a boomerang? I've tried. I can't get them. Yeah, work. how the fuck does it work? You have to throw it at a certain angle or something? Yeah, I, I literally have no. I can't. I try. I should. I feel like if I stood in a field for a while with a stack of boomerangs, I could figure it out. I know, right? Because you don't want to run and get it. Yeah. My mom knows someone who built his own plane and helicopter. Oh yeah. Yeah, and he built the furnace in his house. Man, I wish I was that handy. Yeah, it, well, it's not even being handy. Like, I think he might be veering on, like, genius. Yeah. But I wouldn't trust a helicopter that I built. This feral kid is very funny. I think, I, I truly do think that Mad Max 3 came together the way it did because George Miller liked that kid. I think George Miller genuinely loves kids. Oh, yeah, well, babe, babe is... and happy feet, like... Babe... Alex, I can't explain to you how that's the best movie that's ever existed. You've seen that, right? Yeah, yeah. That movie we saw when we were in California, too, when we were visiting my uncle, and so it holds a very special place in our heart. And that's why Sam, my sister, has Javi, the dog, because of Babe. Even though those dogs were an Australian... Well, one was an Australian Shepherd and one was a Border Collie. Yeah. But that look of dog, because we loved Babe so much, and then my uncle's uh, girlfriend at the time had a Border Collie named Sam, and Sam was the best dog ever. Mm. And we just... I have such oh, babe is just and that song. Oh yeah, so good. Yo, this girl gets to do stuff to him. I believe so. Yeah, again, her. it's been a number. Good for I, her. Well, yeah, you know what? You're allowed years. to do stuff to Mel Gibson up until 1988 and then you're <laughs> cut off. But in that time period, up until 1988, go br- fucking wild with him. He was probably doing horrific shit then too. Yeah, I can't even joke about what it would be like to have sex with him because of how shitty he was to his wife. Like, it's not yeah. fun. There's also so many things. But he looks like he'd fuck good. <laughs> like, that's like a, a, like, like, that, like, he just looked like he, like, that's, I think what I'm responding to is like, he has a sexual integrity yeah. to him. I think one of the reasons I wanted to do this one and not the other one was I wanted to see how confused... This is awful. <laughs> this is like the most conflicted I've been since Manchester by the Sea. <laughs> Which I can't stop talking about recently because we were talking about writing and mm. it's just so well written and it's easy to like call. Because that movie, you know who... Ca- oh boy, now I'm talking about Casey Affleck. <laughs> we're in a hole. Between the Woody Allen chat that we had in the last episode and this... That movie, you see Casey Affleck, you know exactly who that character is mm-hmm. um, through no words. Yeah. Just situations. I didn't love Manchester by the Sea, but I feel like I went in not going to like it. Does oh, that make sense? I went in. Yeah, I also went in not going to like it, but I was really intrigued by it because Vanessa's friend, I remember Kate, she has very good taste, and she was like, oh, that's the best movie of the year. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. I kind of want to see it. 
And then I did, and everything was amazing. And it was so good, and it made me cry and feel. Also, the ongoing joke was that Greg was like Casey Affleck in that movie, except nothing tragic has happened to him, so what's his problem? <laughs> I was gonna give us. I'll give a spoiler of the movie. Spoiler alert! I would often say to Greg, "I was like, you're just like Casey Affleck. Except your whole family didn't die in a fire. What's your problem? <laughs> you're so mean." Hey, <laughs> I earned it. I put up with a lot of shit. It's a fun Dr. Seuss hairdo this girl has. I I I, I haven't thought of it through the lens of that when this came out, nothing kind of existed before it. It's crazy. And that like everything has to look like insane choices. <laughs> like yeah, it must have been like. A breath of fresh air. Yeah. Until you had a dream about um, uh, 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 the town of Mr. Ripley last night. You did? Yeah. Wow, you looked at that much. I, 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 dream, I like was dreaming about watching a sequel to it in Greece. <laughs> <laughs> Greece, yeah. I could go there. That makes sense. I bet you the sequel would be in like northern Africa, like Morocco. Well, at the end, at the end they're going to Greece, right? Right. Yeah, yeah they yeah, were yeah. going to Greece in the end. I think yeah, that's yeah. where I got that. But okay. like, yeah, definitely. Uh, there's definitely got to be like a Moroccan Tom Morocco Mr. Tom Ripley. Oh, it could be a real travel film. It's a you know R.I.P. Anthony Mangala man. Like he could have yeah really man. The it. sequel would have been good. I firmly believe that. Yeah, no, I watched the movie. I was like, this is a really good movie. Yeah, I think the sequel would have been good. I don't know if Matt Damon would have been in it, but maybe Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe a young Mel Gibson. Oh my god. Um. Tom Hardy, I don't think I've seen him in anything but Bane. So I don't really know what he's like as an actor. P- people fucking love him. He's just fun. He's kind of like a Jason Momoa in that, like, I don't think he's a good actor, but he's clearly, like, oh. having the time of his life. He, oh, wait, you know what? He was in The Revenant, and he was good. Yeah. He's clearly having the time of his life, right? I listened to this podcast. Uh, here's Podcast Corner on our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, called I Was There Too, oh, yeah. and they had someone who was in The Revenant, and it was a rough shoot, and it was kind of full of shit, and, and Year Two was apparently an asshole, and blah, blah, blah. But Tom Hardy was a joy, <laughs> is what he said, and that he, he kept in character the entire time. That was uh, so but fun. Was, his character was kind of nuts, right? Yeah. But he wasn't mean. He was just like a good time, apparently. <laughs> that sounds so fun. The Revenant looks like my nightmare. Oh, it's a bad movie. Yeah, I can't imagine anything worse than being in that film. This movie doesn't seem fun to be in either, to be honest. I feel like this movie wasn't fun to be in because it was probably no money. No money, a lot of work, a lot of setup. Yeah, yeah. I feel like like this set is a lot of waiting around. Yeah, 100%. As the art department goes wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get to actually do a scene. It's like, oh, this is fun, but... Yeah. And you know what it is? It's it's a lot of like takes of you running. Do you know what I mean like you run from here to here? Look here scared. Look yeah, here scared yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, You don't get too deep into anything. Yeah, There's yeah. no like emotional like discourse you can have and yeah. the things that I enjoy about acting. Like I think it's connecting I think, with other human beings. I think I think it's George Miller painting with people. Yeah, I know. I've been in a play like that. It's it's not the most It's uh, not fun to do, but I it's probably very fun for George Miller. <laughs> You know what? That probably makes sense of why he would do Babe and be like, "Oh, I get to paint with people, but it's not people." Yeah, but 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 he got such a good performance out of a pig. A pig, yes. <laughs> no, what's his face? The, the farmer, spider? James Cromwell. Uh, and he got farmer? nominated for an Academy Award as the farmer, Farmer Hoggett. He's so good in it. When you watch it, you go, "Damn I've right." I've watched that movie since I was a kid. You say, "Damn right," that man got nominated for an Academy Award for that performance. I've not watched the movie since I was you a kid. You have to watch it again. It holds up like crazy. And it's about um, 
you know, <laughs> how we hurt pigs. And it's about like animal rights, too. He's still got a little bit of Australian in him. No, no, he's very Australian in this. I'm wondering where yeah. uh, he trained it up. I guess, yeah, Matt Damon had a Boston accent that he got rid of, too. Yeah. But Boston makes more sense to get rid of than an Australian. It's like, why not just keep your Australian accent but speak in an American? I feel like, yeah, if he was like day-to-day Australian and then acted in an American. I mean, it doesn't make sense because he's a fully grown adult um, acting in Australian movies. Whereas like Matt Damon, I'm pretty sure he got went to like theater school or he went to acting classes where he got that trained yeah, out of yeah, him. Yeah. And it's like, well, Mel Gibson clearly has gone to acting classes before. I mean, like while he's, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense why he would do that. People are like, no, Mel Gibson, you can't have an Australian accent in your real life. I feel like one person made fun of him and he's changed his whole lifestyle around it. Yeah. He has no idea what. He loves Jesus? I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's something we haven't talked about. It's like, this man loves Jesus. He loves Jesus so much that he hates Jewish people. Yeah. That's how much he loves Jesus. It's like actual bullshit. This guy is full of shit. He's like one of the worst types of people out there. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that by them going faster is them just literally speeding up the camera that yeah. they're not actually driving faster. Yeah. That's so funny. Is that allowed? Are we allowed to do that? I it, I would say, like if you watch like late 70s action movies and whatnot, and early 80s action movies, it's so much the style of the time. Same with rolling a car off a cliff. Is that a style of style? Oh man. That's, you, you see that shot every day. That's so funny. They loved rolling cars off cliffs. Uh, there's definitely like political stuff you could probably come out of this movie, but I don't see it every time someone tried to explain it to me. Like, I mean, the fact that it's a politi—it's uh, political because it's about gas, yeah, yeah, warfare essentially, and yeah, how we do war. But it seems uh, pretty literal to yeah, me. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't feel like it's any deeper than that. I, I don't know if it is. I don't know enough about the situation to make any sort of connection. Yeah, I feel like you could go into the idea of, like, this is on native land that they're filming, and that, like, the idea of, like, our Western view of gasoline is destroying native land, but... Okay. eh, It's Even then, that's a little... I feel like you're pushing it a bit. I mean, they never talk about... They never talk about... They don't talk about aboriginals, That's kind of, like, metatextual rather than actually textual. And I said, like, he didn't want to include that for the reasons we didn't want people misinterpret as a story of like we defeated these feral natives and he's like no that's not how it works like I don't give a oh, shit oh yeah no I don't see it like that yeah. but I also haven't been paying attention that's fair so what are you gonna do what are you gonna do gonna make up a song about Mad Max 2 that butt num num I really um that's one thing I, I do kind of wish they included more of, but I understand why they didn't in the Fury Road. It's more of that like S&M leather daddy costume. Yeah, I mean, I I guess they went another way, but and also we're too yeah. savvy an audience. Like people wouldn't be able to get over it. Yeah, yeah. I think, but also, I would have loved that. Yeah, I think it it like like Mad Max is is wearing almost the exact same thing. Like Tom Hardy's wearing the exact same thing, which mm-hmm. is pretty leather. leathery yeah but it's like i want that like but the idea was like it's um whereas this movie is like 
a roving gang of marauders, of like kind of like gay sex marauders, like just hedonistic marauders. The other one's like a cult, and so they have like a more like uh, maybe religious they don't symbology. want it to seem homophobic. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it seemed homophobic. I f- I feel like people could definitely like pull this apart through a queer lens and be like, oh, it's making fun of gay people. Like, I don't see that either. I see it as like I don't know. Just like I don't know. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, aesthetic is aesthetic, right? Like, yeah. sometimes you just like using stuff, but then I guess that's appropriation. I mean, you, you can just reuse stuff, but it's like, no matter how, you, on some level, it has like some sort of sign and symbol to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I... Like, if I could, I could change, I could not use a swastika, but dress exactly like a Nazi. Right. Yeah, you can't do it. Yeah. Like, and then, but I could put that in a movie to be like, that guy's a bad guy or that guy's a fascist or something. Yes. Yes. But then if you're making the bad guys dress in leather gear, it's like saying like being gay or being into leather is shitty. I don't know. I don't know. What does it or is it? Because like even the good guys dressed in leather. Well, when I think about leather, I, I don't just think about gay. I think about like motorcycle yeah. gangs. I think of like Hells well, I think, I think My theory was, was that the first movie was kind of like the bad guys were like motorcycle gangs. I like this. Yeah. Outside looks like Mad Max right now. Look. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. <laughs> I live though. in a post-apocalyptic world. It's we called having a, a landlord who's a slumlord. <laughs> Who you, you have, have to you have an affair with your landlord? No. He just doesn't do what I ask at the time that I ask of it. That's every landlord. I've never had a landlord that was like, hey, can you do this? One time we had to... One time in an old place, we... Uh, wouldn't pay rent until he fixed the toilet. Good. Oh, I wonder if we have hot water. Us? I haven't lived here in a couple of days because I was staying in Vanessa's. Yeah. But uh, last time I came here, I had gone for a long run and I was like, you know what? I got a couple hours. I'm going to take a sweet ass bath. Mm-hmm. Don't even pay attention. Just switch it to the hot side. Go do stuff. Literally hop into the bath. It's ice cold. So we didn't have hot water that day. I don't know what that's about. Wow, that guy's a nice body too. Yeah. He's not problematic, I think. Men have great bodies. What can I say? I love a man's bod. Though I've been told, in comparison, women's bodies much more beautiful. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Depends on what you like. The softness not for me. What a little, little... I don't know what the word is that I want to explain to that kid, but he's cute and he's kind of like... He looks like Pigpen. One thing I like about this movie... Uh, plot wise is that like he leaves and he's got no reason to go back and then rather than giving it like a change of heart to make him go back he just gets hurt yeah <laughs> because of something he did earlier and they just bring him back and now he's trapped here and has to kind of work along where he can't get out yeah right like he didn't make the choice to no. go back i thought he would for sure make the choice that's actually really good yeah because it's not about like him being yeah I don't know. I mean, technically, the way story works, like, he should have had a transformation. But I guess he had an act of God occur yeah. to him. Yeah, that's yeah. it's not really a, about transformation. It's more about, like, yeah. That goes against everything that we're taught story-wise. That is true. Yeah, it does. You, you're, there's supposed to be a transformation. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I'm bored. Oh, my God. Well, how can there be a true transformation? We don't know anything about these people. They they have a problem and they achieve. They get over it and then they ride this caravan to the desert, but get chased by marauders. Oh! They have a whole like we don't need car chase in this post-apocalyptic world. Um, 
Oh my god, I have to talk about. Sorry. Go for it. <laughs> Difficult People season three is on Crave. Okay. I never got to watch it when it originally came out last year because the link that I had to it, it just stopped playing. It wasn't working, and yeah. I and I gave up. I was like, forget it. It's too annoying on my computers. Too many pop ups. Difficult People is not a perfect show by any means. It has no. like a lot of um, just technical issues. I find in terms of like what is considered well made. Hmm. But the third season, they blow their city up. Yeah, that's very sad. Is non-stop laughs. And Julie Klausner, there's an episode where she finally gets into a writer's room. It's what she's always wanted. And it's like, <laughs> every character has, is a different piece of shit. And one of them is just a guy that hates women so much. <laughs> and then she goes home and her husband asks her how her day was. And she says, did you know a writer's room is just sitting in a room and talking for eight hours? It was like a cocktail party with the ugliest people on earth. <laughs> Anyways, that's my favorite joke I've ever heard of all time. A cocktail party with the ugliest people on earth. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm looking at just Jared. Jenny McCarthy says Barbara Walters constantly yelled at her on the view. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough people make fun of Barbara Walters. I love Barbara Walters. She's great, except for when she got mad at Corey. Falstein? No. Feldman? Corey. There's Corey, the ones that died, and the one, Corey. Feldman, Feldman yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and fucking, she yelled at him for saying that there was a pedophile ring in Hollywood. <laughs> she told him to, to not say those oh, things. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. It's really bad. Yeah, it's real rough. It just makes me feel like, is she married to one of them? Like, what's mm. her deal? Why would she? I guess because maybe she thinks it's truly not true. And she doesn't want him like spreading lies People on her. Jail from it. You know my opinions it's on this. Clearly true. Yeah, it's true. People have gone to jail, but no one wants to admit that their heroes are doing the most disgusting act. Yeah, it's truly true. Guess where I'm going for dinner? Sugo. Sugo. Did I tell you? Yeah. Sorry, I'm excited. It's good. <laughs> I haven't had pasta in a w- since the last time we went to Sugo. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not you a really? Pasta I, I make pasta all the fucking time. No, no, no. I uh, would be a thousand pounds. I have to eat carb free in order to like maintain somewhat of a weight. Like carb free as in like yeah, yeah. complex carbs. Like I can have like fruit and yeah. chip. I I bought so much looks like like, fruit Butler. and veggies because they were on sale, and I was like, "This is a fucking mistake." I'm just eating fruit and veggies all the time. Be like, "Don't go bad. Don't yeah, go yeah. bad." It's never a bad idea, though. It's not as filling as like the garbage I normally buy. I feel like I'm constantly eating. Uh, you're constantly eating. It depends on the day. Like today, I didn't eat that much. I just had one meal. And some days I have what I call a super meal where I just graze all day. <laughs> it depends. It depends. Well, actually, you know what? It's when I'm at my parents' house. When I'm at my parents' house, baby eat all day. Here, you know, we got to space things out. Yeah. At work, I bring like a lot of fruit and vegetable snacks because it's so boring for me that eating all day is something that I enjoy to do. <laughs> I yeah, podcasts I, and I eat when I used to, a lot of carrots. When I used to work at a desk, I would go through snacks so much. Yeah, you gotta be careful. I'll, every time I go to the, the to the office, I always want to eat. Oh, I can't believe she's gonna die. I barely cared about her. Um, I, I always buy like I'm not kidding, like twenty dollars worth of fruit and veg because otherwise I'm just gonna want a donut from Krispy Kreme. Mm-hmm. 
that's the thing is like that's my issue with action movies in general is because we never really get to know any of the characters Mm -hmm. uh, when I watch them die or when I see them go back for revenge or anything that has to do with why the action is happening I just don't care because yeah. why would I? Why do I care about this woman dying? Like, I don't know they, her. They have like a moment with Mad Max, kind of convinces him to, uh, to to do this. It's not so much this movie. It's it, it is this movie, but it's it's yeah. a lot of action movies. Like, oh no, you, why you, you do I care? Yeah, why do I care about anything that happens? Which in is the like, which I thought was interesting of like how like Starship Troopers you kind of got into. Starship Troopers was great. Yeah. And also we know there was a lot of relationships. Yeah. And everyone was fighting because they loved one person in particular. Like this is fighting for the good of yeah, yeah. like America or whatever, Australia, like the apocalypse, right? Yeah. When someone's like, that's kind of why Shakespeare action is great too. Because they're fighting because of one person. That's true, yeah. Yeah, and that's, and Shakespeare's a very good writer. I don't know if you know this. Uh, I feel like, I like, yeah. Like, uh, um, one thing I like about this movie, in, in, in a way, is it's very, it's very like singular. Like, it's very like it doesn't care. There's to no B plot or C plot. Yeah, yeah. It does. It, it's giving you the A plot, and it's like we're gonna give you the action you want. That's fun to watch in like a Looney Tunes like way. Have a blast. Fuck you. Like, even, like, she died. It didn't give you a moment. It didn't play a sad song. Him coming back, there was no transformation. It's like, no. Well, when he was coming back, actually, I didn't know. I didn't say it out loud, yeah. but I was thinking it. The way they show him floating oh, yeah, his yeah. head, that was so cool. Yeah. That was, like, actually my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. It's, like, like I, I, I think. And that actually, I think, spoke very loudly as to, like, I'm being dragged back. I don't want this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he didn't say anything. Yeah. And I feel like. I would say I would say if you like if you watch this. What did that guy think was going to happen? He reaches into a. Uh, <laughs> that was. If you watch this closely, I think most of the movie is like that. Like it's like it's all like telling you what's happening with the shot rather than like using words. Right. Which I appreciate, obviously, but. Uh. uh yeah, it, it's it's to me this is a different type of movie than I feel a lot of movies. Um. Yeah. See, that does nothing for me. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I guess in the same way, like that, people don't like romantic comedies. Yeah. No. I. I can see. Like it's. It's something. Is it something in our DNA? Is fundamentally different. Yeah. Is the thing. I, um. Like this whole sequence was probably shot over the course of like a week and a half. Like it's. Oh God! They, yeah. They, they spent like days on this for sure there's no way i, I don't expect i i feel like every oh. minute of this movie is a week yeah i love it it's gotta be again this movie was made pretty cheap so i feel like even less this must have been exhausting yeah it's film. gonna be the hard, like the most tiring movie and you're this in, kid the, has in this hot too. in this hot desert and if it's low budget that means that there's like no air conditioning or anything it's 81 that probably wasn't period Oh, yeah. Like, their trailers would not have air conditioning. Yeah. He looks so tired, Mel Gibson. But also, like, not that good an actor. Yeah, I know. Like, kind of boring. His beauty really carries him through. Yeah. So, uh, kill him, Mungus. Like, he has, like, a disinterested look on his, in- disinterested look on his face. Mm-hmm. I do think he hates doing these movies. Well, they're, bar- they're very boring. I mean, yeah. like, and he hasn't really. I guess he did *Lethal Weapon*, but those movies were funny, right? Yeah, yeah. I never saw any of the *Lethal, lethal Weapons*. 
But like, he, he didn't really do any other action after this, did he? Like lethal weapon. Lethal weapon. He did a bunch of lethal weapons. He did like four of those. Yeah, there was too many. Um. I mean, I guess ransom and conspiracy theory. Those movies. They weren't he's, action, but they were thrillers. He's done a lot of movies just to run down a hallway. Yeah. But that's the style of the time, I imagine. Mm-hmm. I also like that there's almost, like, obviously it's 81. This is all, like, practical. This is all them crashing cars in the desert. Yeah, it's it. not like. No. Wow. That must you, have been. Yeah. Really illegal. People, no one died. Yeah, I guess so. But maybe a lot of whiplash. Uh, like, how do you train as a stunt actor to not get hurt in a car accident? Oh, like, stuff like this, there's no one in the car. What? Yeah, they just put, like, a dummy in there and have, like, remote control, like, sensors on the oh, pedals. Oh, I never knew. Mm-hmm. If, if you're crashing a car into a wall, they're not putting someone in the car. Uh, okay. Uh, one thing I like about, as well is that, it, again, everything's consistent. So, like, there's not a lot of ammo. Like, they make a deal of, like, they make a whole deal about giving him ammo. They make a whole... He only has so much ammo to use. Yeah. Is it one shell on the hood? And it's like, get it. Like, that's all we got. Yeah, yeah. Now it's funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a movie for kids. Like, yeah. you do realize, like, that's me being like, oh, he made a kid's movie and this adult action movie. I'm like, no, this is a movie for children. Also, like, does Mel Gibson not have eye anymore? When uh, he, he's got his eye, but it's like swollen. Oh, okay. When he when his car blew up. Oh no, that's the oil, no? Yeah. Oh no, it's gonna explode. Or it didn't. No. But it's he's gotta get the oil out. That sounds seems fake that the oil wouldn't have exploded. Okay. Now I just wanna know the end. Mm-hmm. Alex isn't watching either. It's not just me. It's full of sand. There's no oil in there. It's full of sand? He got played. By who? But then did the it explode? But then it exploded. No. Someone else took all the oil. But what about the oil that he took for himself? He took the oil? Wait, no. I'm confused. Explain it. The So remember at the beginning... Oh yeah, the, the townsfolk took it. At the beginning, when they took the uh, like all the townspeople went the other way, and everyone followed the oil. Yeah. Inside all the things was all was oil containers. So those people are. They have all the oil, yeah. So he alone. Yeah. Dun dun. That's how it dun, ends. Dun, dun. Yep. I like that. It's fun. <laughs> that was cool, but I didn't like it. I was bored. That's fair. I give that a two, a four out of ten. Two, two, two boy of a movie. Yeah, probably two boy. Just didn't. I just couldn't. I just never got into it. That's yeah. Like I, I, I was I, on the outside. Of as we started there. playing it, I was like, "Oh yeah, there's no way." I mean, yeah, no. There was, there, was no, there was nothing. There was nothing. Oh, they called them lovers. That's nice. Tent lovers. Uh, uh, there was. Yeah, I never had a hook into it. Not once. I'm sorry. That's okay. I mean, 
I felt a lot of emotions, you know. About Mel Gibson. About Mel Gibson. And I feel like you're going to have to edit a lot out because I'm. this will come back if I ever want to run for office. <laughs> I have to go to Denny Dins. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, thank you, Alex Kalenko. I will make you watch Sex in the City for this. Oh. <laughs> um, I love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.